thank you all for tuning in with Tea and Whiskey with Sunshine. I am your host, Sunshine, and I'm giving you the uncensored, uncut, raw adult conversation you can sip to. It's the Hump Day Wednesday with Tea and Whiskey. Yes, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, y'all, I'm just going to just come out and start off with... Um, Y'all, did y'all see Surviving R. Kelly? I know y'all did. I know y'all did. But I'm not, I'm telling y'all, that whole weekend, it just threw me off. Like, it just really threw me off. And I've been trying so hard not to be so emotional about it. But it's really gotten to me. And it's not even because of who R. Kelly is. It's just, I'm, I think about those those young ladies that were victimized and I think about how this world how society just victim shames and it just hurts my heart because people don't understand things until it actually happens to them or until it's in their own backyard and that bothers me there where is the compassion you know what I'm saying where is the compassion I would love to see compassion um, once when it comes to, you know, domestic violence, when it comes to any type of, of abuse, whether it's male, female, what have you. So anyway, we're going to get this thing started. Now, there's a lot been going on. Everybody has something to say about this whole R. Kelly situation. And um, we're going to talk about it on today. So, first of all, it's the remix to Conviction under Fresh Out the Kitchen. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nick for giving me that amazing like title. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta definitely use that. I gotta definitely use that. I gotta use it. It was so funny to me. Um, but y'all, it just threw me for a loop. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I actually want to get started because it's just so much I want to talk about. But as far as the whole surviving our killer, there were three parts. Okay. I did a commentary on my YouTube page. It's my YouTube page is April Bonet Sunshine. It's also um, listed as TM Whiskey with Sunshine. And I did like two commentaries on it. One commentary, I just basically gave the breakdown of how I felt about everything from R. Kelly with the whole Aaliyah thing. The whole Aaliyah thing, y'all. The Aaliyah thing. It's like we knew, but we were not sure. And then it went from, oh my God, this shit really happened. <laughs> And I feel like I, I, a part of me feels I feel guilty. Like I, sh I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too extra. But I just feel like something should have been done. We shouldn't have swept this under the rug. Media shouldn't have swept it under the rug. The fact that you know there were rumors about them being married, and and oh my God, it's just devastating. And it just really blew my mind. And um, what's going on, Mister Mister? And I'm just so, I'm furious about it. I am so furious about it. So, of course, you got the whole um, Aaliyah thing. And um, right now, they're doing uh, investigations going on right now with R. Kelly after this document hit. Um, it's crazy. And you've got his ex-wife making videos. But one of the videos was actually posted in 2017. So... But then I don't, I really don't know all the dates of those videos that she's putting out. But it's it's very very, like condescending. It's 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 contradicting. It's hypocritical. Like one moment you're like talking about how you were victimized and you were abused, but then you're talking about don't talk about my baby daddy. You know what I'm saying I can talk about him and you can't. I'm like girl, come on, come on. Like you're losing the continuity of what you're doing here. <laughs> it's crazy. So that threw me for a loop. And of course, the whole finding out of what each song represented, like what it what it was really about, because, you know, you being a fan or you being an admirer of a particular piece of music, it relates to you. You you, you feel it. It's your emotions. And you're thinking about that time frame or what you were experiencing at that time or, or how it touched you in a certain way. And when I think about, you know, those different songs and what they were supposed supposedly about after watching the three-part document series which was like such an emotional 
roller coaster for me. Like, it just threw me away. Like, okay, so I can't listen to Slow Jam anymore after what the background singer said about what he was doing in the studio with the girl while he was recording it. Like, first of all, I, I, I'm a singer and I don't know how to sing while I'm having sex. I mean, that's an orgasm. That's a whole different story. Um, <laughs> I said it was a dope conversation. Put your babies to bed because it's going to get a little raw up in here. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Um, what's up, kid? Thank you for joining in. Um, I, I, it just, the dip the songs. I just cannot wrap my brain around the fact that this man wrote songs based on his experience with different underage girls. It's, it's just gross. I mean, it just really threw me off. And one of the worst things that I could ever hear was the whole um, slow jam. I mean, slow dance. Yeah, she was saying he was having sex with the girl in the booth. In the booth while he was recording. Like, that just blew my mind. And what really gets it for me, y'all, is um, dude had a whole staff. He had a whole staff. A whole staff of grown people who were actually protecting and and allowing this to go on you know the tour manager he saw the tapes and was and R. Kelly was confiding in him about it and he, I mean nobody said anything nobody came forth nobody said a word until now and so it's like okay why you want to speak now I mean do you know some 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 shit's about to go down and you don't want to go down at all I mean what is it Hello, Shakia. Um, I I just don't really really understand, y'all. It just it just scares me. It really it's just so scary, and I, my heart goes out to parents. And then people are actually blaming the parents also, and I never saw it that way either. Like blaming the parents. Um, I guess you could because. Knowing his track record, knowing what we've seen, we all saw the tape. We saw the tape. We saw the tape. Now, I'm going to tell you, that tape came out when I was, I believe, 12, 13 years old. Okay? Now, I did not see the tape in its entirety, but that tape circled around faster than social media. We, we didn't have social media back then. Okay? I was a teenager. I was a preteen going into my teenage years. And... I saw, I was with a, a group of people, a group of teenagers, you know, somebody just found it or, or somebody had access to it. And they were sitting there watching and just like laughing and just going, oh my God. It's, and so I just kind of glanced, what are y'all looking at? You know, my naive ass, what y'all looking at? And I just glimpsed at, you know, the screen of what they were looking at. And my heart just started pal palpating really fast. I felt so disgusted because when I saw what I saw, I saw somebody in that tape that was my age. I, I can differentiate a woman from a, from a little girl. I can, you know, because I am a girl. I, I know how the parts start out and how they become. You know what I'm saying? So it just... It was just, I, I just didn't see the whole tape in its entirety. So when I watched this document and I found out what really happened just based on them talking about it, it, it just took me all the way back to that moment again. And I wanted to just literally just get into a fetal position because, I mean, I'm, I'm just so compassionate. I put myself in that person's shoes and it just broke my heart. I just couldn't stop crying. I was just so hurt and devastated. It was like... Oh my God. Like, I'm like, does anybody else feel the same way I feel about this shit? I mean, seriously. Um, another thing, okay, age ain't nothing but a number. Okay, so at first I didn't get it. I thought it was a cute song. I'm walking around, teenager. Hey, age ain't nothing but a number. I was doing it. But somebody pointed out a millennial, because you know, a lot of millennials don't know about R. Kelly. They know just a little bit. They know about stuff the name of love and all of that. But somebody on um, Instagram pointed out on that um, AJ Nothing But A Number CD, the, the, the uh, cover, in the background is R. Kelly in the back. And I was like, oh my God. It's like he was hiding in plain sight, as Wendy Williams said, which blew me away that Wendy Williams was on this documentary, okay? And then John Legend, too. That blew me away, too. And then, of course, everybody has controversy about Charlemagne the God saying something. 
because of the allegations he's had in the past. And some people are saying whether he was acquitted of them or not, he really shouldn't have said anything. I'm like, okay, everybody just really just digging deep into this. Yes, he did. Can I call you Kia? <laughs> yeah, Kia. Um, he made songs regarding those teenagers. Exactly. And that's what's disturbing to me. That is the most disturbing part. And that's why I cannot listen to his music. Because I'm basically like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? I can't wrap my mind around that. Because it's, it's just not normal. And um, also, his brother, the one that's in prison, that's, his name is Bruce. Bruce was like, yeah, you know, everybody got a preference, you know. I mean, I like older women, you know what I'm saying? He just like wrong girls. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. I was like, yo. Yo. Like, so that just goes to show that, you know, everybody was kind of a little corrupt in that. Of course, they're saying that R. Kelly and his brothers were molested at young ages. And okay, I, I get that. And I, I'm so sorry that happened to them, you know, but you're either going to go through things that's going to make you or it's going to break you, you know, and I can't tell anybody what to do after that happened because that just that hadn't happened to me. And I can't tell anybody how they should feel or what they should do. But what you what I will say is you should not ruin anyone else's life because you can't get through what traumas you went through. You need to get some help. Therapy, whatever you have to do, but it does not give you the right to do it to someone else because it happened to you. It just does not. I mean, if I'm wrong, let me know. Okay? Sickening, exactly. Now, getting further down into the series, of course, different uh, victims come forth and everything. And um, everybody is pretty much telling the same story about how they were young and um, they were trying to just pursue their careers. They were like around 16, 17 or whatever. Now, also what did it for me, y'all, was Andrea Kelly, which is R. Kelly's ex-wife. Uh, keep in mind, she kept her Kelly last name. Just saying. Um, she basically, in the very beginning of the documentary, I hope, I don't know if y'all caught this, but she basically said that she never thought that she would be the one that would turn the blind eye. That threw me away. So it's like when you make that statement, you're basically saying you knew what was going on. You knew what was going on. That's what you're saying. And then, of course, the second part of the sec you know, second day comes through. And then you say, well, you know, I didn't know he kept me isolated. Which one is it? Did you turn a blind eye or were you isolated and you didn't know? It's like it's confusing. You know, the production of, of this documentary was great, but there were some bloopers because... How are you going to have Andrea saying that she never thought she would turn the blind eye? And then the next day she say, well, I was isolated. I didn't know what was going on. I just, he kept me in the house. And, you know, I was isolated. I was this. Well, all this was happening in the house, too. But, of course, he had several houses in different locations. But, y'all, this is a hot-ass mess. That's all I got to say. It's a hot-ass mess. It gave all of the most of the victims, um... STDs, herpes, gave one girl mononucleosis to where she was paralyzed on one side of her body. I've never known for the kissing disease to make you paralyzed. I need to do some research. Does anybody know about that? I didn't know the kissing disease could make you paralyzed on one side. I just, I didn't know. I did not know about that. Mashika. Thank you, kid. <laughs> thank you for tuning in, Mashika. I appreciate it. Um... And then your girl Sparkle. Um, I don't know if y'all remember Sparkle. Sparkle was one of uh, R. Kelly's protégés. And um, I did not know that the girl in the video was Sparkle's niece. I had no clue. No clue that's who that was. Um, I knew Sparkles went on Sparkles. <laughs> Sparkle went on a rant and was trying to make sure that people were aware of what was going on. But I did not know that was her family. And then to put the icing on the cake of that case, the father denied that it was his daughter on the tape. And the young girl, I don't think she even testified. I don't think she wanted to testify or she denied that she was on the tape also. So it's like the case was just thrown out because there was no evidence. But I'm like, come on. like, But hey, if she said it wasn't her, what can the courts do, right? Yeah, because R. Kelly paid them off over $250,000 and to this day, he is still cool with him. He put up through college, all of that. 
So I mean, I don't, I don't know, y'all. I, I just think the money, money, the love of money is the root of all evil, and it's scary. I mean, I know we, we all want a bag, we all want a bag, but y'all, seriously, it's not that deep. These, some of these bags are not worth getting. That's all I got to say about that. But you know, let me know what y'all think about the uh, docu series. That that y'all think it was a was a good production did you, do y'all believe everything or i mean what do y'all think now up to today's news with the whole r kelly situation um he's actually under investigation in georgia and in chicago and chicago actually made a statement on yesterday asking victims to come forth so mm, this is really beginning to happen um I don't know what will happen, and then of course there's also um, some updating on the on the in situation to where the actual studio where he was, you know, where those the parents were, where they were throwing rocks at the building. Um, that particular building is vacant right now, and it's like R. Kelly has two weeks to pay back rent, or the police are actually going to go into the property and take everything out themselves. So my thing is. Um, you're basically giving R. Kelly two weeks to get his shit together, to get all that shit out of there. That's that's what I see. Because either he's going to pay up, y'all basically cut his money off because y'all muted him so he can't make his money on the road, according to his song, I Admit. And um, now he's in the process of being evicted out of that studio. So as far as we know, when, within a two-week time frame, that studio could be cleared and, and nothing in there, no evidence of anything that we've seen on the documentary at all. Two weeks can definitely do that with the strong team he's had and that he continues to have. And those, you know, victims who are, they call it, um, stock, stock, Stockholm. I may be saying it wrong. Y'all correct me. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm. It's Stockholm. Thank you, honey. It's Stockholm syndrome. Basically, it's feelings of trust or affection felt in many cases, like you're a kidnapper or a hostage, so you basically begin to have feelings for the person who basically is hurting you or abusing you or kidnapping you or you don't you you begin to protect them for whatever reason you they've gained your confidence so that's freaking scary oh really okay so Mashika said that R. Kelly is moving out of the country. Girl, where he going? Where is he going to go? Is he going to get some plastic surgery? Everybody know who he is. Where is he going to go? Ethiopia. Ethiopia. <laughs> he said Ethiopia. Y'all see that video where he was in concert in Ethiopia and he was singing to them, <laughs> to the girls asking them that they get their passport and their shots and that they want to come back to uh, America with him. Did y'all see that? Oh. <laughs> he said he going to Ethiopia, y'all. What? Kid said Kelly got receipts and he waiting. What? He got receipts. I want to see these receipts. I, I call them receipts. <laughs> he got receipts. I don't know. What, what kind of receipts? Well, he does have receipts, kid. He got all them videos he made. Mm-hmm. Those are the receipts. <laughs> and he's taking the girls too. Yeah, he in charge of the girls. Taking all them girls to Ethiopia. I can't deal. So we're going to hop off of R. Kelly for a second, a second because we got some more things on the docket that we could talk about. Because I'm not done with R. Kelly. I'm not. I'm just going to take a little break for a second. We're going to talk about y'all's government being shut down. Okay? So the government was shut down. On uh, December 22nd, and it's still currently shut down. There are nine departments that have been um, affected by this. So there's 15 departments altogether, but only nine have been affected. The nine that have been affected are agriculture, commerce, justice, homeland security. Wait a minute. Homeland security? Okay, hold on. Let me keep going. Housing and urban development. Housing and urban development. Okay. Interior state transportation and treasury oak cliff who going to oak cliff kid r kelly we'll spot him 
<laughs> now I'm tripping on this whole homeland security. Now I heard that there were a lot of people who work at the airport. I don't know what the actual term is or what their actual title is. Those who do all the bag check, the security clearance, I guess when you before you go into the, the terminals. TSA attendees. TSA attendees, thank you. He's so awesome. Um they a lot of them are calling out because they're not getting paid. Like and you, if you, if your if your particular department is shut down, you still require to work without pay. Now some uh, employees are on um, on leave, but they're not getting paid. Like, would you be able to go to work and not get paid? I mean, I think they have like furloughs or, or deferrals or whatever for them. It's I don't know if their bills are, are like on hold too. I mean, I. I there's, I would I would find another job. And there's no way that I would be able to work for free. And that's just so freaking crazy. And so, I just really don't understand that. Now, the only departments that are still operating is defense, education, energy, uh, the uh, attorney general, and the veteran affairs. So, y'all's president, because he ain't mine. Y'all's president actually had a meeting today to talk about the uh, shutdown and your, your president walks out the meeting and says it was a waste of his time. He basically walked in there and he said, hey y'all, how y'all doing? So y'all gonna uh, give me this 5.7 billion for this wall? They were like, no. All right, bye. And he walked out. <laughs> I'm laughing because he's such an asshole. <laughs> he's such an asshole. And when you are an asshole, you don't care about anybody but yourself. You don't you don't care about anyone but yourself. You basically lie to all these people who voted for you, and it's so fucked up. Moving forward, because I, I just can't take no more of, 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 of that. Yes, back to R. Kelly. So, yes, Kit, you were so right. He is actually building a website to basically discredit his victims. He is ba basically building a website. And that is so freaking crazy. And the website is called Surviving the Lies. If they ain't the most shadiest of all shades of shit, the shittiest shade of it all. <laughs> Surviving the Lies. Kill it! I can't deal. I cannot deal surviving the lies. It's a hot mess. Now, according to the blast, um... I said they were going to actually evict him out of that studio or whatever. And so he has to settle over thousands of dollars to basically get that building or they have to come in there and seize it. Um, man, that's not going to happen. They'll probably seize it, but it'll probably be vacant. But the, yesterday was his birthday and he actually just had a party in that building yesterday. And when they went back to, to, um, to do some surveillance around it, it was like vacant and it had a for lease sign on it. So, y'all, we're dealing with, like, <laughs> a smooth criminal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he is, like, really making these moves. I just, <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what to say. It's crazy. So, based on all this fabulous information we talked about, talked about the um, allegations and the, and the documentary and, and, and all of this hot-ass mess, it's ridiculous. Oh, and then R. Kelly also said uh, he refused to watch the documentary, but plans on suing. And he doesn't know half of the women that were on the documentary. And he said the other half are just salty and upset for personal and professional reasons. I don't know what to say about all that. I just, I don't know what to say about that one. So we're going to open up the phone lines. Anybody want to call in and speak your piece about this R. Kelly situation or the um, government shutdown situation? What should we do? Should we build the wall? Should we give um, Trump this $5.7 billion and let him build his little wall, give him his little building blocks and let him do his sizzle? Or do we just hold out? Because, you know, he says every country has a wall, so we should build it, right? I don't know. What do y'all think? Y'all think that $5.7 will be a really great investment for building a barrier? 
I don't know. But please make sure you call 469-990-1929. Again, that number is 469-990-91... I'm just, no, it's not. 990-1929. Please feel free to call. And we'll talk about this hot mess. Now, let me tell y'all something. I'm really upset at the fact that R. Kelly and uh, Aaliyah, they got married in 1994 in August, okay? And they divorced February 1995. They were only married for six months. Now, their, his prior tour manager, okay, basically forged her parents' signature and they basically lied about her age. She was only 15 when they got married. I think Kelly was about 27. 23. 23. He just know all this stuff. Thank you. He was 23. Now, I just don't understand. Like, And then that was his niece. That was his niece. Like, what's up with the nieces? And Sparkle, that was her niece. What's up with the nieces? Like, you... I just don't think you're that starstruck and that so driven to have fame that you would just give your child away for some coinage. I mean, a lot of people are saying that these parents were just pimping their kids out and um, now the checks have run out because I guess when they were kids, they were getting some kind of check and now they're grown, they're not getting anything. And so now they're like, okay, I'm scared for my child's safety. Now I want to say something. But I, I, I don't know, y'all. I just think it's really, it's it's freaking scary because I don't know what to believe. I mean, I believe the victims. I do. I believe the victims. I'm just kind of leery about all the adults that were involved in this. I'm very leery about it. I really am. Yeah. Get about the government shutdown if we... Hold out, people will be homeless. You're absolutely right. They've shut down shelters. They've shut down domestic violence shelters. There's that's it's it's affecting people who really and truly need it, like the um, housing and urban development, and um, also the treasury and, and homeland security. Who who is who is protecting the borders and stuff? <laughs> like so, there's no protection with the border either. Like I, I don't know. It just blows my mind. Exactly. Once that money was gone, that was it. And now the parents are reaching out. So I don't know. Who should we blame? Should we blame the parents? Should we blame the staff? Of course, we, we already know our Kelly's in the wrong. We're not even going to ask that question. It's like, so what do you do? Now, two of the ladies, uh, they were already adults when they came into the picture. And a lot of people are really, really, like, going in on them. Because, like, you were grown. You knew about his track record. But a lot of people are saying that, well, they just thought it was a good meal ticket. One lady, like, gave up her whole career as a radio, as a DJ. She was had a, a whole career in radio and basically just gave it all up to be R. Kelly's whatever it was. And so it, it just kind of cringes me because... People were saying that the the old ladies were having sex with the younger girls. And I'm just like, ooh. Ooh. And that means you you were part of it also for some change. Oh. That is a true definition of doing something strange for some change. Seriously. It, it ain't, it's not that deep. Parents and all those grown people, including Sparkle. Absolutely. Absolutely. They all should be just thrown away. I'm telling y'all, I was so freaking emotional when I, because I, I mean, I was watching the documentary and I had to pause it and kind of like register it, and then when I registered it, I had to kind of, you know, how you look at something, you kind of look like, am I really hearing what I'm hearing? It just really devastated me to know that these adults were allowing this to happen, like they were actually taking our killer to the mall. And that was always a camera. So he always filmed stuff. So you were taking him to the mall and to the high schools and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wait a minute. Y'all, social media is like tripping me out. So you got people on social media saying, well, uh, while y'all talking about R. Kelly, 
um, a lot of y'all was getting picked up by older men when y'all were in high school after school. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm so done. Like, <laughs> like people are really trying to justify this. I mean, and I get that part. I get it. I get it. But come on, y'all. Where is the love? Where is the heart? I just don't freaking understand. But it just it just floors me. It just it floors me. Now they did bring up that there were some other stars that did the same thing, like Elvis Presley, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, The Beatles. They all dated younger women. Like they were, you know, young women pretty much drew, were drawn to them. Now Jerry Lee Lewis, nasty ass. Okay, married his cousin, and she was thirteen. Now that's some nasty shit. Okay, Elvis Presley, when he went off to war, okay, he came back with a wife. And his wife was Priscilla Presley. And she was just 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Very, very interesting. So it's like... This behavior has always been going on in every culture and in, in every situation. This is, but you know, this has been like a time of old. Hell, uh, different cultures, like okay, like the Latin community, they do quinceañeras. I mean, that's basically celebration of a girl turning into a woman. That's just fifteen years old. She's not a woman yet, but those are traditional things that were done. Think about like. Different religions like Mormons and people who do the polygamy and stuff. Majority of their wives are babies. A lot of their wives are babies. Like, they marry as young as 13 and, and, and 14. Like, seriously, it's like as soon as the baby get a cycle, she's a woman? No. I mean, y'all, it just, it just blows my mind. <laughs> it just said Bill Cosway no R. Kelly. <laughs> Y'all look. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> R. Kelly is not gonna be in the same cell or anywhere near Bill Cosby because one thing that I have I've heard about, excuse me, um, is that um the jail does not like pedophiles. They don't. They don't like them. You messing with babies? Oh, it's over. They may have to put him in solitary confinement. Keep telling you, because as soon as he come through that, it's it's over. It is over. Do you hear me? I mean, I don't I don't know. It just really scares me about this whole situation. And um now the two ladies that were grown, they actually now a lot of these ladies left, but there was this one particular baby. I forgot her name. No, it wasn't Dominique. Her name was... It starts with a J. Jacqueline. No, Sharonda. I forgot what her name is. Anyway, she wore a real bad... She wore a bad wig. The wig was bad. It was a bad wig. Sorry. But it was a bad wig. Um, <laughs> She basically was... When, he, when R. Kelly was going through the trial with the sex tape, she was there every day saying... I'm praying for you. She would always go up to him and speak to him and say, I'm praying for you and, you know, all that stuff. And so eventually he noticed her and he gave, has one of his security officers to give her number, give him, you know, her number. And he invited her to his house. Check it. Listen. Listen. Look. I uh, Listen. He was on trial for messing with a child. And here you are, a freshman in high school, and then all of a sudden you get R. Kelly's phone number. Like, you didn't put that together? You didn't put that together. Okay, why does grown man give me his number? Oh, yeah, he is, and he's on trial. And, you, and you're there every day supporting him because he's on trial for a young girl having sex with a, with a minor on tape, and he gives you his number. That None of that registered? And then she tells a story about how they she she would meet him she would go to his house, and this last time she went to his house, 
Uh, he said change into a bathing suit. So did you bring the bathing suit? Did you know you were going swimming? Why is it just you and this grown ass man in bathing suits at night? I mean, you didn't. I mean, y'all. I'm, I'm just. Is it just me? I mean, I'm, I, cause I know I could be very naive. I could be very naive and just so oblivious, cause I, I feel like a lot of times, like every day is sunshine, and I be in my own world all the time, and I can admit to that. But this right here, like, come on. And then he told you to get up and model. You get up and you model, cute, okay. And then he tells you take off, take your your top off, and you do it. <sighs> Y'all, I don't know. Is it because a lot of these victims were just starstruck and you think it's just your big break? This is your big chance? I think that's what the parents thought. This is my baby's big chance. I know what I heard, but he was acquitted, so it should be okay. You think that's what he was saying? What they were saying? I mean, he was acquitted. He didn't, so he didn't do it, right? But you saw the tape. You saw the tape. Oh, do y'all remember back when that tape came out? Everybody was saying it was Avant. Y'all remember that? <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. Because if you put Avant and R. Kelly side by side, if you squint your eyes just right, they look just alike. <laughs> Because, you know, back then with them VHSs, you know, the digital and the pixel quality was not that great at all. So, <laughs> people thought that it was Avant. Man, Avant came up so fast. He was like, that is not me. I am short. He is tall. <laughs> I mean, he made his statement. He made his statement, and it was so funny. I knew it wasn't Avant. I knew it wasn't Avant. They even said, oh, it's R. Kelly's brother, Carrie. And then... I mean, I think R. Kelly, did R. Kelly say that it was his brother? He threw his own brother under the bus? Damn. Damn. You threw your own brother under the bus. And he was like, I didn't do that shit. I didn't do that shit. So, it's just, it's just heartbreaking, y'all. It's just heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to the victims. Um, R. Kelly got this new website he's trying to drop <laughs> called Surviving the Lies. And he's just doing the most. On top of that, y'all, on top of that, he is actually, let me see, what did it say? He has, he has the website going to discredit all the victims of the documentary. And then, um, y'all, I totally forgot my train of thought. Just that fast. I forgot my train of thought. But he basically does. He, he said, I don't know them. I didn't. I don't know who them people are in the documentary. Half of them I don't know. The other half, they just mad. Things didn't go their way. They just mad. And now I can kind of believe that part, though. I can kind of believe that part. Yeah, I'm being a little shady right now. I can believe that part about the survivors being a little upset. Because, especially for the 30-year-olds, like, you really thought you was going to live that, you know, loving hip-hop lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You thought you were going to just basically be taken care of. You were going to be good. Hey, they, they, they were getting flued out. <laughs> As a city girl say, they got flued out. You know what I'm saying? They thought they were going to live their best life and all of that. And then turns out it just was not what it was. Just got caught up in a really bad situation. So, please feel free to call in and talk about this. It's 469-990-1929. Again, that is 469-990-1929. And tell me your thoughts about this whole R. Kelly situation. Do you think that he did it? Um, how did you feel about the documentary? I mean, was it a good documentary? Did you think it was some lies? Do you think that everybody was telling the truth? How do you feel about... Um, Andrea Kelly, do you think that she knew or she didn't know because at the beginning she said that she did not know that she would turn a blind eye. She just thought she was loving him through it. That's what she said. And then the very second episode, she says, oh, I didn't see anything. I didn't know there were girls in the house. I didn't see anything. But yet, Sparkle told a story about how she was first encountering with R. Kelly. They were in the studio. Um... 
downstairs and they were doing music and they were also playing watching a, a, a basketball game and there was a knock on the door our killer did not answer he did not you know he did not what's the term budge yeah he didn't budge at all and then knock on the door again and she was like she called him rob sparkle said rob somebody at the door he was like oh who is it it was andrea she said, can I come in and get some food? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she said, oh, it wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't be knocking on my own door in my own house. Girl, listen. No. No. Not at all. So you already knew what kind of person you were dealing with. And then you said, well, I heard about, I heard some things, but I didn't, I didn't see it. So that was your excuse for taking your, your niece to R. Kelly because you wanted him to work on her career. That was your reason for taking your 12-year-old niece. At the time when she, when she introduced her niece to R. Kelly, the baby was 12. And then according to the tape, it's like she was 14 on the tape. So don't tell him how long he messing with that baby. How long? And honestly, according to how they tell this story, I don't think it was just R. Kelly messing with them girls. That whole sex cult situation, I mean, I don't really think it was just him messing with him. I really don't. Because you have this huge staff. I don't see how anybody could sit in that and, and not condone it. I mean, how how could you sit there and then be like, I don't know. I, I, I just couldn't turn a blind eye, y'all. I, I just could not. I'm going to tell you all the story. I was on a date. Before I met my husband, I was on a date. I was hanging out. And um, I saw this couple and this little baby boy. He was probably like three. Like he was a good three. And the baby boy just kept walking, you know, in front. You know how your baby just kind of want to run off and you have to come, you know, grab him and come get him. You know, you don't want to run off and, you know, get lost. And so the baby just kept walking and they were like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. But they were so in, in you know, they were just, they weren't, they just were not paying him attention. So, I walk out the restaurant. We just got through eating our dinner. I walk out the restaurant, and I just see this baby start running down the street on the sidewalk. And he was about to run into the street. And there's traffic going both ways. I just took off. I don't run, y'all. I barely exercise. But my chunky butt <laughs> took off running, and I grabbed that baby so fast. Right when he put his foot in that street, I grabbed him. And he just started crying and just screaming bloody murder because I scared him. You know what I'm saying? And so his parents like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I didn't even know he was going. I said, yeah, he was about to run into the street. So the kind of person that I am when it comes to children, I am so protective over them. I don't have children. But if I see a child in danger, I'm putting my own life in the way because... I believe children are the most valuable possession you can have on this earth. I really do. Children are a blessing. They really are. I don't have a patience for them. But <laughs> they are truly a blessing. You know? And so for people to, to allow this to happen, I just can't wrap my mind around it. I just can't. I mean, you had people on his staff that were saying, um, I just started seeing all these young girls everywhere. And I just said, I, I can't do this no more. <laughs> what you you can't do this no more so you just left didn't go tell anybody didn't go to the authorities didn't go to the DA didn't call parents didn't do anything you just left the situation you just ghost and didn't do anything until Lifetime called you and said hey you want to talk about this shot sure how much you paying that's what it sounds like to me like, this is so heartbreaking, y'all. I can go on and on about this situation. I really could. I really could. But this is so messed up. It is so messed up. And I just can't believe that there are people who are still defending him at this present time. I saw one comment that said, oh, y'all, it just broke my heart when I heard when I saw this comment. The comment said, well, the parents were okay with it, so I, I'm okay with it, too. What? Oh, God, y'all. Oh, that just broke my heart. That just blew me away. 
And it's like, but you know, molestation and abuse is something that nobody talks about. Nobody talks about. I cannot tell you how many stories after, you know, getting to know people and getting close and building that bond when we have those heart to heart talks about the the molestation stories they tell me. And it and every it just makes me cry because I would say eight out of the ten people, I'm just doing a statistic. I'm not actually counting the people, but I'll say eight out of ten people went and told an adult, went and said something, and that adult did absolutely nothing. They call the child a liar. They basically said that's not what happened. I mean it just breaks my heart. And honestly, I, I hate that this is going down the way it's going down, but I'm kind of, I'm optimistic about the conversation that it's creating all around this globe because this is one of those big ass elephants in the room, invisible elephants that nobody talks about. We kind of brush on it. You know, there's, there's an awareness week for it, but Nobody sits down and just says, you know what? This is not right. It is not right. Uncle so-and-so shouldn't have touched you like that. Uh, whoever shouldn't have touched you like that. That's not appropriate. That is not right. That is not, that's not cool at all. And I, I can honestly say, I'm, I'm taking off all, 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 I'm peeling layers off. I'm going to just get real personal with y'all. My mom... When I was, my mom told me about a lot of stuff when I was growing up. I mean, some people, when I tell them the stories my mama would tell me and the lessons she would teach me at a very young age, people were like, oh my gosh, she told you that? Yes. I remember having different talks with my mom at the age of six and seven years old. My mom, I mean, we had cold words for different body parts. And the cold word for vagina was candy. Yes, candy. And so she told me, she said, let me tell you something. If anybody ever, ever touches you in your candy, you let me know. Nobody touches you in your candy. Nobody. Not me. Not your dad. Not anybody. I mean, she named people that I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm going, who would want to? Why would they want to? These, what? But as I got older... And as I started hearing about different stuff, I'm like, oh, shit. That's that shit my mama was talking about. You know? Um, it's important to have these talks. It's okay. I, I Honestly, some people feel like, okay, that was too young. Tell, talking about that stuff at the age of five and six, that's too young. No, it's not. I had that talk. I'm 30. I'll be 39 this year. Yeah, I look great. I know. Thanks. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'll be 39 this year, and I still remember to this day that talk my mom had with me about who, sh who who cannot and who should not ever touch me. And I've always held on to that. I have. And it's very important, parents, that you have those talks with your kids. They may be all goofy and, I don't want to talk about, yeah, we're talking about this shit. Because look what's going on right now in the world. It's freaking crazy. Have those talks with your kids. Talk to them about their body parts and talking about that shit, talking about puberty, talking to them. You're going to have these feelings and you're going to want to hunch something. You don't know why. You just need to have those talks. Please, because if you don't do it, somebody else will. The TV will. Social media will. They're going to hit the wrong. They're going to put too many X's on the uh, address bar and get this a video that they weren't supposed to be watching. It is so important that you educate your children about this stuff. And 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 so they can have an open door to talk about it. But y'all, I just I just can't deal. It just breaks my heart. It truly breaks my heart, y'all. Please have those talks with your babies. Please. Because um they don't know what to do because a predator Basically, they either threaten you and tell you that they basically say that, you know, don't tell nobody 
or you know this will happen to you or I'm gonna do this to you I'm gonna do that I'm gonna kill you they'll they make all these threats so it makes the, the the victim or the child feel like I can't tell I can't say anything I don't want nothing to happen to my family so they suffer in silence and then you have those other kids who are bold to say something and then the adults turn a blind eye but I've also come to the realization that a lot of this shit happened generation after generation after generation. Well, it happened to me, so no, fuck that. No, stop that curse. Stop that. That is just because it happened to you it doesn't mean that shit is normal, man. It's not normal. It needs to stop. You, and it's important to get some kind of help to talk that through so you can work your way through it because that is not supposed to happen. That is not a norm. It is not a norm, but it was a norm back in the day in the, in the, you know, it was nothing for uh, a family member to molest or rape a child, you know, in the early times, it, it was nothing, but it's, it's, but it's, it's horrible that it happened and we're in 2019 and it's time to wake up. It is time to wake up and talk to people, talk to people, talk to your kids, talk to your family members, figure out how to have that discussion, find you a book, go, go to church, pray about it, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do, these discussions need to happen, especially for the Bible thumpers and, and church members, because y'all talk about everything else, talk about what we should and should not do, be the first one, talk about um, all this other stuff, like sex. And all that stuff should be taught in church. Y'all preach about why we shouldn't do it. Don't do this and don't do that. But you don't explain the reasoning behind it. You don't talk about, well, you know what? You're going to get these urges. And sometimes prayer don't work. Sometimes you <laughs> you, you really just want to get out there and get you some booty. You know, you have to be real about it. And I feel like if there's this whole thing has created a conversation. That everybody is beginning to have. And you're really starting to see who people really are. You are. If you got people around you talking about, well, you know, I'm still going to jam this music and, you know, whatever. That's in the past. But the shit is still happening. There are still girls and women that are still bound in this situation. So, your love for his music what you're getting out of it is more important than the lives of, of these, these people who are hurting and can't get out of it. Well, most folk are sitting up here trying to separate the man from the monster. Come up here. Say it again. Most folk are trying to separate the man from the monster. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I get that. So, why don't you explain to me, explain to the audience, what is separating the man from the monster? What, what's your definition of that? Separating the man from the monster means you're basically trying to differentiate between what he is doing in terms of molestation and all the other things to the little girls versus him as an artist, what he does and how he creates his music and his beats and everything inside the, uh, inside the booth. However, in some certain circumstances, the man and the monster are one because some of the muses that he has might be the molestation of the girls. So, I mean, exactly. sometimes in some music you can do it and some music that you can't. So, the way I see it, if you want to keep jamming this stuff, go ahead. But if you hear something that's not right in a song in the first couple of seconds, I suggest you delete it. Because that's going to turn you nine times out of ten into a pedophile and make you want to consider oh doing God. it. However, our nation now has a fool who's in office who talks about how he wants to sit up he wanted to when his daughter was younger sit up here and do her he did say that he said that his own daughter if she were my daughter I'd date her uh, that's not what he said what did he say he said if she wasn't my daughter I would not only date her but I would well oh god he actually said he had thoughts about doing it oh my god jeez this is just oh, this is way three much. So, but you know what? That that's crazy because here's the thing: separating the man from the monster. I get that, but the 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 music he was creating was about him being a fucking monster, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It was the music was about him being a monster. 
Well, I mean, some of the songs, not really. I mean, World's Greatest, that wasn't about him being a monster. Shit. I'm the world's greatest. I got away with all this shit. Okay, I wish. <laughs> I wish I didn't do that shit. Okay. Um, let me think. What was another one? People said that was good. That he, They didn't think it was... Uh, uh, Step in the Name of Love. Step in the Name of Love. Now, that one... I can't think of anything. Nobody can. So that no. that one because I actually the, love that song. That one and a couple of other ones he's done. That I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly because I've gotten away with so much shit. Next. <laughs> no, that, one, that does not fly. <laughs> yes, it does. No, you don't think it flies. Sweetie, they sat up and played that in Space Jam. So nine times out of ten, not likely. Well, we did it based on the whole Michael Jordan thing. I get it. So, bottom line is there are some songs that did, some songs that didn't. But, in some instances, the man and the monster were one. And who's not to say that, you know, I mean, think about what he said in that song he just created, I Admit. He said, I admit that the devil talks to me. So, how do you know that he's not trying to sit up here and tell the world, yeah, I know what I did is wrong. I know something inside of me is telling me that is wrong, but I'm still going through with it. The devil is trying to talk to him. He doesn't know how to split and have the devil on one shoulder, angel on the other shoulder, and he doesn't know how to be like, okay, this time I need to listen to this, my right side rather than my left side. He did say it. He said, my mind is telling me no. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. But I, I get what you're saying. People want to separate the man from the monster. I, I get that. But you can separate all you want to. They are all one. I mean, look at, look at Dr. Frankenstein, okay? Okay. Look at Dr. Frankenstein. Let's talk about it. He sat up here and created a monster from mm -hmm. the body parts of dead people. Yes, Different he did. parts. Yes, okay? he did. Mm -hmm. But when the monster came to life... He was not a monster. He was a monster by looks. Yes. But his insides, his heart, and his personality was a person. Was, a person. Yeah. He was a normal person. Mm -hmm. He just looked like a monster. Okay. That's a really great analogy. So that's what people are trying to do. They're trying to do what I've come to dub Frankenstein's Frankenstein eyes. I kind of sort of. Uh, yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. Franken Frankenstein. Yeah, he, they're trying to basically Frankenstein R. Kelly's music. They're trying to show where he was just being a man, being vulnerable versus him being a molestation pedophile monster. And I get that, but the thing is, he's never really just come out and said, I'm sorry, or I did these things, or any of that. And he's not ever going to apologize. So y'all need to, if y'all expect an apology, we're going to be waiting here till hell freezes <laughs> over. I'm not expecting an apology, but I do get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I, I just don't agree. We can agree or disagree, though. Hey. And what about You're Not Alone? You're Not Alone, that one kind of sort of have mixed. So that one may be one of the ones that both man and monster were in the same. Yeah, I think, yeah, some of the songs, Man and Monster, were one. Coinciding. You yes. Are Not Alone was basically written because one of his victims was pregnant and she miscarried. And he pretty much said that he wrote the song and he was thinking about her while he wrote the song. I was furious. I was furious when I heard that. There was another song, Forevermore. Forevermore? Yeah, that's what R. Kelly song, Forevermore. I've never heard that one. What about Bump and Grind? Girl, please. Everybody knows that. <laughs> 12 Play. Everybody knows that one, too. Come on, now. I can't deal, y'all. It's just way too much. And that's why his manager got under uh, a warrant for Alfred. That's right. His, his, his current... Previous. His previous tour manager was... Jason. Jason Mason... He got a warrant for his arrest because he threatened the Savage family. He said that he would try to, he would kill them. He said when he sees them, he was going to hurt them and the family. The next time he saw them, he was going to get them. He was going to fucking kill them. Whew. So he uh, had a warrant out for his arrest. That was back in the summertime though, right? May 2018. 
Oh my god. That's horrible. Listen, y'all. It's up to you. It's I'm I'm not here to campaign anything. I'm just giving you what what was what was said on in the documentary and and what I researched and honestly it's up to you what you choose to do as far as this whole Kelly situation. R. Kelly situation. Um I really hate this happen, but honestly, I'm on the sides of the victims. I am because first of all, I'm a woman. Okay? Number two, um, I empathize with these ladies. And number three, the shit just ain't right. It's just not right, period. And, you know, it just breaks my heart. So, thank you all for tuning in with the and Whiskey with Sunshine. This was a pretty serious show, but I just had to talk about it because this particular situation has really put me in a, a place where all I want to do is just pray. All I want to do, I don't need tissue, thank you. You don't have some tissue. All I want to do is just pray. All I want to do is just cry. All I want to do is just like ask questions. Why? I mean, there's just so much that goes through my mind about this situation. And I just really hope that the you know there's two side there's three sides to every story. There's R. Kelly's side, there's the victim side, and there's the truth. And I just pray that the truth comes forward. And I really pray for those girls that are still with him that cannot escape because of their attachment. They're afraid to leave. And okay, that I'm going to end with this. That last episode where you see the mother going after her daughter in that hotel. When she opened, the daughter opened that door. She didn't know what to do. She, she really couldn't have any emotion. Could you imagine being in a situation where you pretty much don't have any emotion? Like... It's crazy. She had no emotion. Her mother was just begging and pleading her. Just come go with me. Just come on. Let's just leave. Let's just go. And she just couldn't do anything because she was, you know, in the room with uh, one of the girls. And so she came back. She said, I'm going to come back at 6. So she came back at 6 and the hotel manager pretty much took her to the side and said, ma'am, I've been told I have to let you, you need to be escorted out of here. Got 911 call saying that you are not her mother, so I, I need you to leave. I'm sorry. The lady left out that hotel, got back in that van, and she sat there and cried. And she was like, no, I did not come this far to leave my baby. I'm going back. She went back in that hotel. No, she called her child. She went to the bathroom. She called her child's hotel room. She said, I'm in the bathroom. Just come into the stalls. Just If you want to just leave, I'll be right here. Just come down. The daughter came down to the bathroom, went into the bathroom stall. And she she called out to her. She said, Dominique. And she so Dominique was just crying. She said, okay, you ready? Let's go. They both live out that stall, out that restroom, restroom. And they just took off. They took off and got into that taxi. Y'all, I, I, all I could do was cry. You said what? And then three days later, she went right back. Yeah. Three days later, she went right back. But she went back home again. She went back home again. She did. Yeah, that 10 to 1 said she But it's like, what is, what, is, what is being said to make, to make you go back? Like, what happened? What what caused her to leave and then go back? Stockholm. Yeah, Stockholm. But it's just to, to, for them to catch that footage, y'all. That if that that was the most that was if that wasn't real to me. Oh my God. If that was not real to me. But anyway, woo, y'all. I just can't take it. But yes, right now he's under investigation in Georgia, Fulton County. And uh, Cook County in Chicago. And they're asking victims in Chicago to come forth. And they provided a phone number. Uh, victims in Chicago, if you've ever been uh, victimized by R. Kelly, they want you to come forth. The phone number is 773-674-6492. 
Again, the number is 773-674-6492. This is for Cook County in Chicago. They're doing investigations so far in Georgia and Chicago. So I'm just going to do my, my, my part, y'all. I'm just going to do my due diligence. I'm going to talk about it because I'm telling you right now, if that was my baby, listen. Woo, I'm trying not to cry. Listen, if that was my child, I would want somebody to help to. <sighs> okay, let me calm down. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. But thank y'all for tuning in with Teen Whiskey Podcast. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Facebook, as you are seeing right now. Um, YouTube and Instagram. Instagram is TN Whiskey with Sunshine, all spelled out. Uh, SoundCloud is TN Whiskey with Sunshine. Make sure you use the and sign in between TN Whiskey. Google Play is the same. Um, iTunes is the same. TN Whiskey with Sunshine. We've done a revamp. The old, the old one was TN Whiskey Podcast, but we have changed the name to TN Whiskey with Sunshine. So, thank y'all for tuning in as I dry my eyes. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. And again, um, let's keep the drama on TV and out of our lives. And you can also email us at twhiskeyandsunshine at gmail.com for any comments, concerns, topics you want to discuss. Thank you again for tuning in. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yes. Bye.